Hello everyone, my name is Terry Roy and I am the host over at Faithful Film Finet where I review movies. I have always loved movies, I've always been awe-inspired, and I've always just rambled and rambled on about movies. Even drove people crazy, even my family, they're always telling me, stop talking about movies. So think about something else. Talk about something else. And so I'm here to, today to show you and the world my passion for movies. Still knew all this. Okay, okay. When did you get it? Just now. Like it just came in? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like you ordered it from online, right? Yeah, Amazon. Okay, okay. That's real. Thank you. What's up? Uh, things are pretty good. How's your week been? Been having a pretty good week? Uh, trying to have one, yeah. It's so far so good, you know? That's good, rolling, yeah. Rolling, rolling with the punches. That's good. <sighs> um, so thank you for coming on to this. No prop. Uh, how do you say your name? Eris Dijon? Uh, first name is Eris. Uh, middle name is Dijon. So I use that as my artist name and host name and everything. Uh, all right. And you're the uh, host of the Who and How Club, a writer, recording artist, and a poet. So what got you uh, interested and passionate about all that stuff? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded question. Um, uh, what got me? I, I I feel like it's always been a part of me, you know, like who I am as a person, like like I I don't look at it as like something I do. It's really just who I am as a person. So creating in some way, shape, or form, like there were things that kind of triggered yeah. my art, my artistic art forms. You know, like I didn't know I could do them. And, you know, like something happened last day, whether it was like heartbreak or, you know, going through, you know, turbulence, tur turbulent times and stuff like that in my life. And due to those things, it kind of drew me to like writing and expressing myself on paper and poetry and poetry and uh, poetic form, sorry, and music and rapping and stuff. Yeah, it's really just life, life triggers, <laughs> life triggers kind of got me into that stuff, yeah. All right. Um, is rap your favorite kind of music? Uh, I like all music. I like listening. It depends on my mood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't just label myself as a rapper. I'm just an artist, you know? I, I'll create anything, but even listening and dancing, I'll dance and listen to anything. Um, yeah, what about you? You like hip-hop or rap and stuff like that? Um, I'm not a big rap person. I can never understand what they're saying. Okay. What's your what's your preferred genre? Um, I like country, uh, Christian pop. Where are you from? Um, Arkansas. Okay, okay. That's down. That's the south, right? Yeah, way down south. You're all right. the way in Canada, right? <laughs> Pardon? Are you, you're in Canada? I'm in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
I've always uh, wanted to see the Northern Lights. It's always been a dream to see that. And that, that would be a good experience for you, man. Have... Come, 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 come away from the South, man. You're deep down there, man. So, I'm guessing you've probably seen that a million times, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What is exactly. it like? <laughs> uh, it's just it's an experience, you know? But I guess, like, like for where you're from, for an example, like, what's something that, like, is, like, a staple for where you're from? Like, what's the main thing that, like, everybody does? Or, like, if I were to visit you, what is that thing in Arkansas that, like, one does or is familiar with uh there's a lot of nature it, um not really a whole lot of really exciting things <laughs> yeah just a lot of uh nature a lot of beautiful mountains um So I feel like, yeah, if I came to Arkansas, it would probably be unique for me, but for you, it's just a regular day, right? So yeah, I, I if you, see if that. You came, if you came to Canada and Toronto, like, you're gonna, you'll do the, 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 the CN Tower tourist stuff, you know, and it'll be unique to you, but for us, it's like, this is where we live, so yeah. we have access to it all the time, you know? So yeah, it's just I, an experience. I get that. Are there any unique uh, stories behind any of your songs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You know what? It's so it's so crazy that, um, like Terry, the, the the fact that you're asking me that, like yesterday, I was thinking about a song that I released like some years back, right? And it was like a conceptual song, and it was about my relationship with um, someone who I consider to be like a brother of mine. Right. You know you know what I mean? Like a big brother. Right. And uh, that sort of, um, the ups and downs of being his little brother, stuff like that. I call the song Seasons, because you know, seasons, everything, you know, things change every season, whether it's like emotionally, physically, our environment, a lot of, there's a lot of hidden like depth it comes to like the change of seasons, you know, we, we transform every season as well. So I called it song seasons and kind of spoke about just different, different moments and uh, transitions of like a relationship with my big brother and me, little brother. That's pretty um, cool. That. So, um, yeah, good question. <laughs> I have to uh, take, listen to that song sometime. That sounds really cool. Song. Maybe I'll get you into the rap stuff. Maybe. You know, if you like the hard bass beat and stuff, something you'd like. Maybe. I, um, <laughs> I've actually started listening to uh, Tom McDonald. You know who that is? No. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's really, really weird and he dresses really weird, but like some of the stuff he raps is just stuff that people don't really like to be honest with themselves he's just a very out there true artist and a lot yeah. of people don't like him because of the stuff he says so he's like very he's too authentic for some people yeah way too authentic and he's not afraid to step on toes and he uh there's actually a one song he uh recorded where he's telling people that sorry if you don't like me i um I make my own music. I'm an independent um, 
artist, so you can't get rid of me that easily or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is he a is he a white rapper, black rapper? I'm just curious. White. That it matters. <laughs> With lots of uh, tattoos. <laughs> from the south. Uh, from the south? I, I'm not sure. I don't really know a whole lot about him. My um supervisor listens to him a lot at work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look him up. I like I like the authentic stuff. That's why I don't really like a lot of the new stuff that are that's yeah. out. You know, I like certain artists that really, really are that are saying something. Yeah. Their music and their talent, not just like, it sounds great in the club, but to it on like my iPod or in the car, I can't. I need substance. Also, I get that. It sounds like somebody I would like. Yeah. Um, ever since you started the, uh, Who and Wild Club, um, have you ever met a celebrity before? A celebrity? Yeah. Uh, the Who and How Club. Who and How Club. Um, celebrity, I mean, I've, before, I haven't had any celebrities on this show yet, but I've, I've met a few, uh, known people, especially from the city that I'm from. Like, speaking of rappers, um, there's this uh, artist, I'll send you some links to this guy too, but he's like one of our staples. His name is Maestro Fresh West. Maestro Fresh West. Right. And uh, before I started the podcast, I kind of ran into him at like a patio, ran the patio and him and I started talking. And I asked him if he would be on my show and he said yes. And he started, I think he thought I met like right then and there. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it became like this interview between us but I didn't record it um, we ended up exchanging information but we were talking for so long he was literally giving me like all the juicy stuff that I would normally ask him on the show so I had his number that's <laughs> awesome changed it. and one day one day you know I, I'm gonna keep that in my pocket and get him on the show because I think it would mean a lot to the hip hop culture yeah especially good. here in Toronto to have him on the show but I'm not ready for that yet. I, yeah. I gotta prepare for something. Like that, you know? So, what I'll, about you? Uh, no, I'm. I uh, met. Uh, do you know who Kurt Cameron is? Kurt Cameron. Yeah, from Growing Pains. No. From Growing Pains. The no. TV show. Like from the show. Did yeah. You know Growing Pains. No, I don't know who that is. All right. Well, um, it was a, a sitcom back in like the eighties. Uh, he. Yeah. Visited I church. I just don't remember the, the, the actor. Yeah. Well, he uh, visited a church I uh, went to at one point, and he was like a guest speaker. Oh, okay. Is he from originally from Arkansas? Nope. <laughs> I think he's he just, from California. He just came through for the Lord? Yeah. He just came through. Yeah. Okay. I think it was some kind of promotion thing with the church or something, but church like church and god and yeah i uh religion. yeah i'm a uh, christian i've uh, been um I've been raised in a christian home my whole life and uh ever since i can remember i've always wanted to was always passionate about serving the lord and always wanting to um follow in the lord's footsteps and be the best follower and I remember when I was really little, I didn't understand what any of that meant, but I knew that's what I wanted to do, 
and either 2006 or 2007, it's like eight years old, I finally got saved and just been doing my best ever since. What about you? So I'm just kind of curious. Your answer kind of confused me a little. So you believe in a God, but like you believe like in your own kind of God, or do you believe like in a Christian God? Or <laughs> I, think, I feel like God is. In, I feel like God is in all of us. Okay, that's how I feel. You know, so like, yeah, I don't follow. Yeah, I just I think that we have our in, in my Christian way is just showing love to people. I feel like as a Christian, our job is to show love to each other. And if we're not doing that, then we're not working for God. We're not doing what God wants us to do because we're supposed to. If no one's going to want to listen to you, if you're not going to show them love, no one's going to want to change their ways if you're preaching at them or... Um, not respecting them. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like love's the most important ingredient for sure. Love the answer to everything for sure. Love for yourself as well, right? Yeah, that's actually uh, something for the longest time I had trouble with just because of different insecurities I had and just growing up. But yeah, for sure. 
touch on those insecurities right when we do an episode of you and I. Yeah. Ah, uh, sure, sure. We all have insecurities. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that for sure. What's the uh, best compliment you've ever received? <laughs> Yo, you're killing me with these questions. I love I spent like an hour hour Googling all these questions. <laughs> I didn't think of these. Google gave them to me. Two things came to mind as soon as you said that. Um, uh, that I never, I never stop. Like I never give up. And when I say... Like, let's say today I tell you, like, hey, you know what? I have this idea that uh, I want to, um, I want to start my own, I don't know, podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just as an, exa- as an example. Yeah. But let's say today is like, it is the day that it is. It's 2021. And I say it to you. You hear it. We have the conversation. Maybe a week from now or a couple months, you don't see that podcast uh, formulate. You might see me a year from now that podcast has been created, right? So it's like, whenever I say something, it's gonna, and that it's something that I set my heart out to do. Like I always do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes to 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 get that plan off the ground. Like you'll see Eris doing what he said he was gonna do like a year ago, or like the last time you spoke to him. So that those are compliments that I've heard from people that I, I appreciate. I guess you know. Yeah, that's good. How would your uh, parents describe what you do for a living with your podcast? Uh, my mom, I don't know my father, so he's not really involved. But if if uh, if I were to speak to my mother's um understands that my goal is really like for self-expression and to promote that right right um and just speaking with people and bringing different walks of life everyday everyday people to a platform and creating a platform and a safe space for people to speak and share themselves you know so i think i think what i do now kind of stems from like the teachings of my mom growing up you know like she taught me how to express myself Even in moments when I could, I didn't, I felt like I wasn't able to. Um, she always taught me to find a way. So I found a way during my teenage years, you know. And I always wanted to share this with people, like just different ways of how to express yourself, you know, and share each other's stories. We all have a story. We all have. We're all. We're all alive. You know what I mean? So, but we're just experiencing things in different ways, different times. But I'm sure we can find some similarities uh, to each other's stories, right? And each other's journeys. Uh, so that's really the food. Yeah, she would, she would kind of acknowledge those things. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's that's a really good answer. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? <laughs> 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 you're killing me. Wait till, when you come 
my show, I'm going to give you some hard-hitting ass questions. Hey, Fair enough. So you're killing, you're killing me with beats. <laughs> repeat, repeat the question. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? What should you ask me that you didn't know enough to ask? <laughs> I can see how that'd be a difficult one. <laughs> Do you want to skip that? <laughs> please, please. please. <laughs> There's a route that I don't want to take that. Like, I'm in a positive mood today, so I don't want to get into any depression and into a depressive mood. Right. And I was going to focus on, like, my father's stuff and all of that. And I speak a lot about that on the show already. And right. With Father's Day just passing, I've had a lot of conversations about this father stuff and the state that I'm in with when it comes to that. So um, I feel like that kind of has put some sort of depth in my childhood, but I'm working on letting it go and just accepting my life the way it is and who I am. And even though I don't know a piece of where I come from, no, no name, no nothing about my father there. I gotta be okay with that, you know? So, yeah. I'm working on that. Alright. Do you know your father? Yep. And, and your mother as well? Yeah. I actually uh, still live with them at the moment, <laughs> but yeah. Cool. What's that? I'm just, I'll, I'll ask this. What's the, your relationship with your parents? Oh! Uh. I I would say it's good. It hasn't always been good. And, um, we don't always get along, and I sometimes have problems holding on to things that I need to learn to let go. Um, my mom actually homeschooled me for a couple years, and that that uh, she was doing it because I wasn't getting education at school and I just held so much uh, resentment to her, even though she didn't deserve that for a while because I didn't really like her being my teacher. It was kind of uh, weird, your um, teacher being your mom and after you're done with your mom being a teacher all day, you can't really complain about your teacher to your mom because <laughs> your mom's your teacher. <laughs> so. Yes. I understand. Um, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Is that too hard of a question? We can see if that we need to. <laughs> There's so many. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, this this is gonna sound corny. I don't even think people misunderstand this. Oh, never mind. But oh, there there have been moments where I guess people think that I won't. There have been moments that kind of stick out in my mind that, like, where I'm supposed to stick up for myself. Right. 
and people might think that I won't in those moments, you know? Right. And they think that I'm, I'm weak because I own it that moment, but really I'm actually choosing to, to remove myself from the situation or not address something. Like, not that I'm not able to stick up for myself or incapable of doing so, it's just I do pick my battles. And I think people don't realize how many battles I do really need. But I like confrontation and I like to go to war about things that I am truly passionate and I believe in. But it's the people that I look at that, like, is this a person I even want to waste an argument on or a debate with? Or, <coughs> you know, so they might look at that as like, oh, we won over Eris. Like, yeah, he's not going to fight this one. And, but it's really me deciding to be like, no, I don't even want to to even, you know, go go through this battle with you. So I remove myself and accept it and deal with it in my own way. And that might look like to some people or they, they don't really know what's really going on. Like the decision that I've made so that I can coexist. coexist. Like I have this mentality and maybe it's a logistical thing, but like I'm not here stuck with you. You're stuck you're stuck with me. <laughs> I like that. It's not, it's not me, but I could operate in any. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine, however this goes. But if I, if I open my mouth, then I don't know. But people are people. You know, you can't change people. People will see things the way they do from their perspective, and you will from your own. And you got to find a middle ground sometimes, you know? Or, yeah. Get that. So, yeah. That's yeah. something I've been having to learn is you can't control people. You can't. You can't control yourself? Yeah. Like, is it like you can't control people, only yourself? Right. Do you feel like that? Or do you feel like you also can't control, we can't control ourselves either? I mean, I feel like you can control yourself with, like, self-discipline, but there's certain, everyone has weaknesses, and those weaknesses will make it harder for you to have self-control until you get strengthened in that area, I guess. Mm. I agree. What advice would you give someone wanting to uh, do a podcast or pursue a career similar to yours? Um, the advice I would give to I, I would say immerse yourself into like the community right you know like if we're if we're talking about podcast podcasting specifically I would say immerse yourself into the community or in any art form you know like before I knew much about podcasting, what I did was I went to podcasting events. You know, I went to like a, we have this thing in Toronto called PodCamp. So it's like a, uh, uh, what would you call it? Not a, not a seminar. There's another term I'm looking for. It's like an event. Yearly event. Like you know, a comic con, but for podcasts? In a sense, yeah. But it's like a camp too. Like you're, you're. It's like a three-day event where you're really getting to know. Like you get to go to different sessions and stuff like that that are happening simultaneously. You get to choose what you want to attend, and 
there are some tastemakers in the room or in, in, uh, independent folks, you know, people from different uh, pockets of the field, and whether it's the tech side or the storytelling side or the blog side or whatever. And, um, yeah, I just went to learn, you know, and to make connections and to soak up before I even brought this idea to life, the idea, but I knew I needed to learn about it. So my advice would be to um, immerse yourself into the community. And whether it's online, you know, finding some groups and like Facebook groups and, and joining some podcasts because there are always questions being answered in those types of groups um, and ask questions, you know, and just learn about the thing that you want to pursue first. You know, it could be in you for sure, but there are some, there are some technical things that you're going to know and learn about. Right. And most of those things you'll learn on the way, but um, I think immersing yourself into the part of something to feel like you're you know i think that's important and that's what i've done so who are the uh, most um, influential people to you or who have been the most influential to you i'll be honest with you like when i look at that um i look at like different moments in my life like, it's not like an ongoing thing, right? Like, people who have been most influential to me, um, like, those, that title has changed numerous times. Like, someone could have been so influential to me during my teenage years, and then they weren't after that, you know? Like, I, I feel like people play a role in your life for many reasons, whether they're people you know or people you don't. Um, so I'd like to speak uh, to, like, people right now life that are most influential to me are like uh my manager um Car carlos uh he's he's the manager for uh, the quiet council which is like uh this podcast management agency that we're he's sort of like spearheading and launching and um he's been a mentor to me like in my life but we're now i've known him for so long and now we're finally getting to things that we always spoke about in the past that right. I wanted to do, um, but he always guided me in some way, shape, or form. We would have conversations, so really influential. Uh, he's key in my life right now. Like, we're really doing some stuff and having some stuff and having some plans. Like, he knows about us meeting today, and he's like, yeah, go, man. Like, have fun. Like, be with him. With it. Like I said, I said, cover art to your show. It's so sick, you know? Like, He's just like a, he's just a cool guy. Like he's just out. He's he he kind of he was done. He was finished with managing and doing stuff, you know. And I kind of pulled him out of it and back into the game. And, and now we're we're having fun. So, um, my sister as well is pretty influential. She's having her first child, you know. That's that's gonna be born next month and. You know, she's been through so much, and uh, I realized, like, she kind of, like, she kind of inspires me to just never, like, give up, you know, to keep on going and to do whatever the hell I want to do with no limits, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, there are some artists and stuff that I look up to, you know, like Jay-Z and people within the industry that I look up to and listen to a lot and get that inspiration from, so, yeah. 
What's uh, been the biggest failure in the last year, and why do you think it happened? Uh, biggest failure, I would say, in the past year was uh, my last relationship that I had with someone. Uh, it was a fail. It was like a, it was a gift and a curse. And, you know, the way it ended, it just, I don't think it should have ended that way. Way that it did, and I had a lot to do with it, and so did that person. So it was just, it wasn't a good situation, you know. When you look, I'm starting to look at failures as wins now in life. Like anything we look at as a failure, it's not really a loss or failure; it's a win. Like everything is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. You're only gonna gain from the things that you're going through. You're never gonna fail, you know. You're you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn from what you're going through. You're not gonna fail. You don't fail. You gain something from that moment. You know, like recently I had an interview with an organization, and um, the first screening, the screening for the position went well. The second, the first, the, the first official interview went well. The second interview, I bombed. You know, and I, I was beating myself up about it, but I, I learned so much in that moment, like about myself like do I even want to do this like do I even want to be a work here like why am I really doing this? like I started you gain you gain from your losses so to speak. So right that's those are a couple things that kind of stick out but yeah those are some uh, really good mentality a good way to look at things it's hard <laughs> yeah it's difficult it's diff very difficult like it's easier said than done but when you when you put things into perspective and take a moment to yourself, you know, very like I feel like you can really you, know, you can put things into pers things will be put into perspective and you give yourself some time to just just feel, feel what you feel. Right. Take some time to yourself, you know what I mean? And just pick the situation apart and don't do things out of impulse, you know, like really just take step outside of yourself like some of us aren't able to do we're so embroiled in what we have going on in our lives and we're so involved is that we can't never we can never step out of that to look from the outside looking in at yourself like what am i going through what am, why am i doing this why am i whatever whatever um and i think that's important and then asking god for like you know some guidance asking your your guides and your your protectors for some guidance, you know, in moments where you feel lost. Oh, yeah. So, um, before uh, this weekend, have you ever watched the uh, movie Training Day before? Oh, I love Training Day. Training Day is like one of my favorite films of all time. Watched it when I was really little, and I didn't like it because I didn't understand it, but I went. Back and watched it, and it was really good. Why do you feel like you didn't understand it at that time? Well, no, I, I feel like as a kid, you um, kind of live in a box, and you don't really know much outside of that box, and yes. you don't really, if you don't know something, you can't really understand it. And I, I, I'll let you obviously lead, right? I don't want to mess up. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, 
I like this this uh, acknowledging like not understanding and then understanding. Right. I like I like that. Are you are you um, like okay? You mentioned the box. So like, when did you get out that box so that you could gain the understanding? Whether it's about this movie or anything, you know. Um. Well, I feel like for me, I feel like I'm always in sort of like a box because there's always something I don't know. There's always something I'm trying to understand. Or sometimes I put myself in a box by maybe thinking too hard about something. Yes. Are you still, are, are there like multiple boxes? that are like categorized like you know this is my insecurity box this is my uh communication box and where i stand in those boxes for different reasons kind of thing i don't know i never really gave it much thought i i guess maybe or just all a mess i don't know i never really gave it much thought but um Something I thought was interesting going back and watching Training Day, something that they uh, focus a lot on through the movie, is different um, corrupted cops, corrupted uh, policemen, and then uh, street life and living on the streets. And with all the uh, corruption that's been happening and coming out here lately, it kind of... I kind of understood it a little bit more, and I felt like the um, movie sort of drew that gray line of good cop and bad cop. Yes. Yes. It, do you feel, thinking about this before we call, like, uh, it, do you feel like uh, Alonzo is, like, bad, but he's good? He's good, but he's bad? Do you feel that element when it comes to his character? When it comes to his character, his character scares the bejesus out of me. I would not, I would that's not want to be. Do what? Yeah, that's not someone you want to come across. Right? <laughs> is he? Is he making the system? Yeah, no, he's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. Because I'm thinking about the system, right? Like the right. system is, is already messed up. Is he making the system work for him, or is he just a bad person? Well, I, I, the fact that you said that is kind of interesting because Denzel Washington's portrayal of Alonzo was actually based off a, a, a corrupted cop in real life. Um, wow. Raph. Theo Harris. I don't know if I'm saying that guy's name right. He was... Raphael, Raphael Paris? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um... Denzel's very, very, uh, convincing in his portrayal of a bad cop. <laughs> but, yes. um... I, I, I think it's a this is what he finally won an Oscar for, 
he finally won an Oscar for this role, I think. And uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of hoopla around that because they felt like, oh, we, it, like this is a great actor, right? And and all the time that he plays something really bad is when they award him, you know. Like yeah. Denzel's been doing great movies prior to that, but he does he does play it really well. There was like I I try to think about other movies he's been like sort of like a bad guy in. Yeah, and, uh, can't think of very many. Do you remember American Gangster? Did you watch that one? No, I have not seen that one yet. I have to check okay. that out. Yeah, he's Frank. He's Frank. He's Frank. Frank Lucas, uh, who was like a a big drug dealer in New York and stuff like that. <coughs> but uh, so I guess he's kind of being a bad guy in that one. But yeah, nothing beats his character in Training Day. So, something I was thinking about as I was watching this movie is I felt like the uh, writers didn't really do a good enough job of showing Denzel before he was a corrupted cop because I felt like they hinted at it here and there, but they never really showed it. And there's actually a deleted scene I looked up. I haven't watched it, but I read that there's a deleted scene that shows him as a cop before he was corrupted, and I kind of wish that was in the movie. I felt like that could have worked a lot more. Mm, I want to look that up. But you know what I'm thinking, Terry? Like, I don't think... Because the movie's called Training Day. Right. And, and it took me a long time to realize that the film was all occurring in one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, if we're talking about understanding versus not understanding when I was little, I didn't, re- that was something that I didn't realize, right? Right. I didn't understand. So, I feel like if they showed us anything outside of that day, they would have to change the title of the movie, because it's not training day. You know? uh, like, that's everything fair. Picks up, everything picks up from the morning to the it's the longest day of life. I would not want to live that day. <laughs> no. Officer Hoyt. <laughs> I feel like um, Officer Hoyt is quite uh, stupid for not, like, getting away sooner. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> how, badly, how bad do you really want this? <laughs> devil. I feel like he kind of represents the devil in temptation. Denzel? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at the interactions between Point and and, the, and Alonzo, right? It looks like the devil tempting, using temptation, like a, a human being. You know, like maybe that. I don't. Know, that's something that I took away from it in the in the past. You know, like that's a good way to look at it. Like, what do you think? Like, like Hoyt wants something so bad that he's willing to do follow this devil around. And, and, and take his guidance, you know? Yeah, I mean, that happens in uh, real life, too. Like, especially in Hollywood, people are willing to give up all kinds of parts of themselves just so they can be famous. Mm. Yes, yes. There's this concept of, like, selling your soul to the devil. Like, yeah, the things that you want or whatever for fame, for glory, and whatever, yeah. Like with the whole um, Harvey Weinstein thing that happened years ago. 
yes, yes, yes. Some of the women, like, yeah, the alleged, uh, you know, yeah, he would use that that power to give them what they wanted and they would, I don't know. It's weird, man. It is weird. There's a, a person wants something, it's a person that can give it to them, but at what cost, right? Right. So I feel like both people have a role to play in that. You know what I mean? Like, but no one should be taken advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Never. So. Um. Something that um, was on the news that's been going on just recently. You still there? Alright, that's all good. Something that uh, just happened recently on the news I learned about was this uh, sheriff in Lone Oak County, which is the county I live in, he um, shot and killed this uh, 17-year-old for um, basically this 17-year-old was working on clean, uh, trying to fix his car or something to do with his car and he was doing something illegal, and I guess he didn't know what he was doing that was illegal. And, um, the, um, sheriff pulled into the driveway and thought that the 17-year-old was holding a gun, but it was just an oil can, and the uh, sheriff shot the 17-year-old kid. Jesus, man. And so, I was just thinking of different... Corrupted cops and several stories like that, that like that one, and uh, with the movie Training Day, how would you like draw the line of where what's too much power? Uh, what what's um? You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> um, the uh, gray line, the uh, good and bad. something that is put into place to have power right. like whether we like it or not um, the structures that be you know police have that power and that's what Alonzo is consumed by he's consumed by the power he has or was given he thinks he's untouchable you know what I mean so and he gets a rude, rude awakening at the end right right so, what is power? What is power? Who who has power? What is what does power look like? <laughs> yeah, exactly, 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 right? Like, it's it's sad to hear that that story that you just shared, man. Like, some people have the wrong that some people have power and they shouldn't, you know. Right. So it could be an individual thing. How do you use your power? Like, you have to acknowledge first that you have power, and then that's when you choose which side you stand on with that power that you wield. I think we all have power in some way, shape, or form. Right. Some of us don't. Some of us don't realize it. Some of us don't embrace it. Some of us don't utilize it. Um, but we don't acknowledge the fact that if we have power, we have to use it and and. 
to choose a side with that power, you know. So we see we see the duality between like Hoyt's power and like I feel like Hoyt's character in the end he reclaimed power, his power. Right. Like, I, don't, I I think he was very powerless throughout the movie until the moment he decides that he's going to reclaim the power that he should have or whatever, you know, like. He was very powerless throughout the film until a certain point, and then he's like, "No, I have the power to take this guy down and throw a monkey wrench into his operation and stuff like that." So you see both 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 different kinds of power: good power and bad power, right. being utilized in different ways. Do you agree? Like, what do you think? Oh, I I hundred percent agree. I was just uh, thinking about what you were saying, and that was really interesting because I was remembering uh, reading that that wasn't the way the uh, movie was originally supposed to end, or that scene wasn't originally supposed to be in the in the movie. Really, actually, uh, Denzel Washington fought everyone involved in the film and the studio to make sure that his character does end up getting consequences for his actions because he did not want to send the wrong message of I, I'm going to do this and I'm unstoppable. He wanted there to be consequences to his character's actions. Person's looks unstoppable and make it look like the uh, guy will never have to suffer any consequences, but I believe everyone has what's coming to them eventually. You just gotta wait for the right timing, I guess. Yeah, I don't feel true evil lasts long. There's no longevity in true evil. on the world that we live, you know, or towards people, like, no. Right. That's why the devil needs that. They need people to kind of make those deals with him and be bad because the devil won't survive without that. Right. Because he knows, he knows his days are numbered. (laughs) They're temporary. Yeah. They're temporary. So he keeps needing to feed himself or itself to, you know, to, to survive. But, yeah. So also, this film dealt a lot with living on the streets and the street life, 
and I'm not very educated about that stuff, but you, um, I was listening to an episode of the Who and Wild Club, and you work with a lot of, uh, homeless people, correct? I do. I do work with, uh, I do work in the homeless sector, yeah. Do you feel like this movie, uh, did that just as it made it feel realistic? Something I uh, didn't understand until I watched the movie a couple times and did some research was, uh, you remember that snail joke at the beginning of the movie? Snail? Yeah, the um, uh, Roger is telling them a snail joke. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I didn't know I this. I don't remember. I don't remember the full the, the breakdown, but I do remember the snail joke. Well, I uh, don't remember the whole joke, but I didn't know that the joke was symbolically representing surviving the streets. Um, on IMDb, it kind of dug into that. It said that um, symbolically in the joke, the man represents the streets and the snail represents just a random person falling victim to the streets. The size difference between the two represents how small we are, showing how easy it is for the streets to tear you apart and not think about it. So the snail moves so slow that it, it's going to embrace and get, get swarmed by the streets because it's moving so slow. It can't just, can't just like, pass the street. It moves such at a slow pace that it's in it's in the streets. By the time it comes out, it will be a part of the streets. Right. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. Am I understanding that what right or I I believe so, yeah. But what so if that's symbolic in that, like what is it who is he what is the uh who is the snail in the story? Is he saying Hoyt's the snail, or is he saying Alonzo's the snail, or... Well, 
from the movie's perspective, I'd almost feel like Hoyt would be the snail. And at one point, Alonzo had to have been the snail before he became the man. And if you remember in that scene, Alfonso tells Hoyt that it's bullshit, it doesn't mean anything, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I gotta go, I have to go watch that scene, that specific. And then the kind of messed up part is, well, you know what happens to Roger. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I hate that part. That part saddens me. Roger seemed like a really good man. But the interesting thing about this movie that I liked so much is it felt so violent, but only like two people actually die in the whole movie. Like, I don't know how it felt so dark and violent, but it did, and it worked really well. Roger and Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> but it felt yeah, watching gritty. it felt very like it was more <laughs> very gritty. Very gritty. It's it's Antoine Fuqua and David Ayer's writing. Like, you know, like I really wish they would uh collaborate again yeah. on things because David Ayer has become like a director and some of his movies when he shoots them they they have kind of like that grittiness, that training they had, you know, like Right. But I wish I would I would love to see a collaboration between them two again. Like, have you ever watched End of Watch? I do not, but I actually do have it in my library. I just haven't watched it yet. I got Watch it. lots Watch of it. movies. You got a library, in here. yeah. Watch Watch End of Watch, brother. All right, I'll that's have... David. That's David Ayer as well. I think that was like after. That's his first movie he directed after the whole training makes more writing, but like he did Suicide Squad, he did End of Watch, he did Bright, which is like that, that Will Smith uh, kind of superhero fantasy movie on Netflix. Oh, I've watched it's, that. That was yeah. kind of odd movie, but yeah. <laughs> very, uh, very odd, but yeah. There's the greediness. You feel like you're in like a training day universe in a right. sense. Right. Like, the MCU and the Marvel stuff, but it's not training day, obviously, but you just feel like, end of watch is the closest thing I feel. I have to That's check to that out. Point. Check it out. Look, we should talk about that at some point, too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Terry, I hate to, I hate to cut the but it's 4 and 10. Alright. And I gotta, yeah, I gotta go to, I don't wanna be late. Alright. But I want us to, how, what, what are your thoughts? How do we I, uh, so you want to end, end this off, or maybe this will be part one of a two-parter, or what, do you, what, are your thinking? what are your thoughts? It don't matter to me either way. Uh, we could either do a part one and part two, or just kind of cut it up here. It don't really matter. Uh, if you want to talk more about the film, then we can do it in two parts. Uh, yeah, do you have more that you wanted to touch on for your first uh, not a whole lot more, but I could probably think of a lot more stuff if we want to, uh, do another video, another audio. Alright, so why don't we, okay, 
so we can make this part one, and then part two, because we want to do gladiator, right? We right. Gladiator. Right. So we, whatever you have left from training day, you can bring it into that, and then we will transition into gladiator on part two. Okay. If you agree, if you agree. Well, that's fine with me. And then uh, part three, we could do the end of watch since you like that movie a lot. Yes. 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 All right. Thank you so much for um, letting me have you today. It was a lot of fun. Terry, it was amazing. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to touch base offline and then figure this out. Because are you releasing this episode anytime um, soon? Like, will this be coming out in the upcoming week? Uh, I was thinking about uploading it uh, next Monday. I, try, I like having my episodes upload Monday night. And so next, uh, so July fifth. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That I'll uh, I'll do the same. I'll I'll post it the week as well, and then we just cross promote it, and yeah, that All makes right. sense. All right. We'll post part one. That All right. Week. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually uh, started the whole YouTube thing. I've been uh, trying to take my old audios and putting them on YouTube. Send me a link. Send me a link to it. I'll subscribe, and then you subscribe to mine, and we'll keep in touch on that stuff. And then, yeah, we'll plan part two. All right. Thank you so much. Terry, it was great speaking with you. Thanks so much. No problem. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Yes. Yeah, right. Have my wallet. <laughs> hey, give it to me. <laughs> All right. We'll talk offline. All right. Bye. If you would like to be the next guest on Faithful Film Fanatic, where I do film reviews, or you'd like to give me a suggestion, something that you may like or did not like, or hey, if you just want to message me and talk to me about movies, my Facebook is Terry Roy, TikTok Terry Roy, Instagram Red Hunter underscore 16, Twitter Faithful Film Fanatic. My Gmail is ffilmfanatic99 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you guys, and until next time, God bless, and I hope you guys all have a great evening.